Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive, episode 100. To be honest, I'm actually very shocked that we are at 100 episodes because I really haven't been paying that much attention where we were at with numbers, but suddenly we are here, episode 100, and I want to shout out to Zach for editing and producing every single one of these episodes Honestly, we could not have done this without you. So thank you so much, Zach. And I want to thank all the people who are listening and who have shared this show because uh, it's actually hard to grow a one-person show without a huge platform. So every time you are sharing this show with somebody, every time you are posting something on Instagram... I really appreciate it. It's deeply encouraging to me. It also really helps um, spread this message that what I'm really hoping to do is to encourage women in really practical ways, but also really equip you and point you to Jesus. And I think this episode is going to do that. So earlier this week, um, I was sharing on Instagram stories and I was saying, hey, we are coming up to 100 episodes. I'm trying to figure out how to celebrate and whether this should just be one of my regular interviews or if I should do a solo show. Now, almost unanimously, people responded with a solo show. I'm really not sure why. You may be regretting it at this point, Uh, but I'm doing a solo show. It's been a while, feeling a little bit rusty with it, Uh, but I am excited to share a few things that are on my heart. And um, as we started talking about potential topics and ideas, I had some thoughts, the things I was gonna share And then actually just this Sunday, as I had shared a post um, of our pastor talking about an experience that he had um, with spiritual warfare, um, I was sharing this post and I just asked the question, like, do you feel like you're equipped in this area? And is this something you want me to talk about more? And so this, that seemed to have quite a huge response from people just wanting to a little bit more about how a few years ago, we unexpectedly really were forced to learn a little bit more about what was going on spiritually and really get equipped in this area. So I'm going to share about that today. My hope really is to kind of keep it, um, I don't want to make it very scary, Um, I am somebody who, if I'm going to the movie theater, if there is ever like a scary trailer or something like that, I'm going to be covering my eyes, plugging my ears. I really can't handle anything that's super dark and scary. So I'm not going to be sharing anything too dark and scary. At the same time, this probably isn't the kind of episode that you want um, any little ears to be listening to. So that is just a heads up there. Um, so we are going to dive in uh, to episode 100, talking about really um, 
the story that my husband and I have found ourselves on over the last few years, learning a little bit about um, what's going on spiritually and this thing called spiritual warfare. Uh, And for myself, if you have listened to quite a few episodes, if you caught episode 69, I share uh, something I would call my story, which was a talk that I gave at my church. And really it was my story of 2017. It's the story of me really experiencing um, freedom, healing, deliverance from uh, postpartum depression and anxiety. But um, I look back and realize, oh, that that story actually really began in 2014. So I think that's where we're going to start is 2014, uh, we were at a weekend conference uh, for Brendan's work. And it was the last day of the conference. And Brendan had been out the night before, um, hanging out with various staff people and other things. And I'd gone to bed. I think I was like fairly pregnant at the time. And um, the next morning, we're up, we're packing, brushing our teeth. And Brendan leans over to me and he says, hey, so this crazy thing happened last night. We um, were hanging out with so-and-so And essentially, there was this kind of like demonic manifestation. And we really had to pray for this person to pray. I I can't remember the wording he used, but it was like we got, we had to pray these demons out. And my immediate response was to plug my ears and be like, la, 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 la. Like, I I don't want to hear about it. And I think he kept going not really believing me, like starting to say a little bit more. And I was like, no, 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 like for real, for real. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear any more about what you're wanting to tell me. And to be honest, I still don't know all the things that went down and I, I don't need to know all the details. But that really was a catalyst moment where um, Brendan was forced to face something that he's like, I, I'm not equipped with this, even though I've gone to Bible school and I have um, even taken some master's classes in another uh, Bible school. I still am not, I'm not personally equipped to know how to deal with this. And so I would say over the next two years, what happened was he, he had many more opportunities, let's say, to um, face this reality and what happened is he had to become more equipped so he started buying a whole bunch of books reading up on it I again was like read your books do not tell me anything I don't want to know he also found somebody in town who this was their area of expertise and so he met with that guy and actually got officially really trained Um, in being able to kind of pray in this way um, that Brendan would call authoritative prayer. And um, that was Brendan's experience really of being faced with something and then kind of going through doing the work to get informed and equipped so that he went from being unaware, trying to tackle it, you know, on his own, that was somewhat chaotic, he would basically explain these experiences as, to then being really um, confident and very calm 
in it. And I think it there's a really good parallel when it comes to parenting. And there's times where I I am parenting the kids, like I'm just with my three girls and it feels really chaotic. And what can happen with kids sometimes is they can be so demanding and so whiny that you can get to this place where you're like, yeah, I, I'm getting you that thing. Okay, yeah, I'm doing this. And then you have this moment where you go, oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm the parent. And then I'll have this moment sometimes where I'll go, hold up. I'm the mom. And I, it's like I'm reminding the kids, but I'm also really reminding myself, like, I'm the mom. I have the authority here. The answer is no. And sometimes your kids will push you to the edge where like that comes across a little more aggressively. You're like, the answer is no. Like, okay, mom has that crazy look in her eyes. And I think what happens for me sometimes in that moment of parenting is that I just realize, yeah, I'm the parent. I have authority. And that's really what Brendan experienced is that he began to understand, oh, I have authority. And for myself, as Brendan was going through this experience, I was still very much living in some chaos at home when it came to spiritual things. I did not, I didn't yet have that that authority. Um, I was very much living in this place of chaos and unawareness, but I I grew to that place of authority. So I want to share a little bit about my story about what was going on around the same time. So the same time frame, um, while Brendan is getting informed and equipped, I am continuing to choose my best method of protection, which was ignorance. I was like, this, this is the best thing I can do. Do not tell me anything. I don't want to know anything. So that was my method of protection, really. Not effective, by the way. So, um, and this is the way it was kind of showing up in my life was a few different areas. So one, um, often Brennan was away for work at that time, or he was out late at night with um, his volunteers, just super late meetings. So often I would be going to bed by myself. And I felt like I'd always struggled to go to, really to be able to fall asleep. And I've chatted about this more in other podcast episodes. Um, Just not being able to turn off my brain. Really, one of the most surprising and incredible um, things that has happened for me through this whole experience is actually being able to sleep deeply for the first time in my entire life, Um, which is amazing. So, I was having trouble falling asleep. And especially when Brennan wouldn't be home, I really would experience um, just varying levels of fear and anxiety. So I had all of these strategies and things I would do. So whether it was like, I'm going to take some sort of sleeping related pill, right? So whether it's, you know, gravel or melatonin or um, something that's going to help me get drowsy. Or I'm going to put on a movie on my computer and have that playing while I'm falling asleep so I can turn my brain into like think about something else so I can kind of turn my brain off. Um, Maybe I'd stay up super late. So I'm like, for sure, I must be tired enough to just pass out by now or have a few glasses of wine. So I'm going to be like really 
I don't know, trying to drink myself to sleep. All of these strategies um, I would try because I really was experiencing so much fear and I dreaded when he would leave and I'd be like, oh, like I'm, I'm not going to sleep all weekend if he's away. It was just this awful place to be in. In addition to that, um, one of my children often experienced night terrors and those night terrors seemed to only happen when Brendan was out for the night or away. And she would wake up suddenly, uh, maybe I had just fallen asleep or I was about to fall asleep. She would wake up and be screaming and thrashing and her eyes would be open, but she wasn't there. It was like this vacant look. Um, and it really felt like just this something dark spiritually was going on. And so I would try my best to like pray, but I really felt very weak in how I was praying. And I felt like as I was praying, something was happening, but um, it didn't feel very effective. So sometimes I would call Brendan and say like, can you pray over the phone or can you come home if that's possible? Uh, but really I was in, I was in a bad place in a few of these different areas. And so where there was um, really this intersecting of stories for me was uh, February 2017, which is what I talk about in episode 69, my story. That is the time I finally agreed to um, have Brendan pray for me as I was in this place of postpartum depression. Uh, I was very reluctant to have him pray for me before then. So that's really almost three years from the catalyst, like the first time we had this experience. But I've actually realized since then that if we hadn't first had that, or if Brendan hadn't first had that experience in 2014, I don't know if he would have been equipped to be able to pray for me in 2017, which was this moment where I experienced freedom and deliverance. And so he prayed for me and you can hear more about that in, in episode 69. Um, but that is where, you know, he prayed for me with authority, this prayer that he had been trained in. Some people call it deliverance prayer. Um, he knew how to pray for what was, um, affecting me. And so around that same time that, that quite honestly, the timeline is a little bit fuzzy for me in terms of my understanding and kind of really opening up a little bit to Brendan to be like, okay, f like you can tell me a little bit here and there. And, and what I found is that what Brendan was telling me was that, Hey, you don't, you don't have to be afraid. Like you can actually grow in in the authority you already have because the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Like Jesus has given you this authority. You're just not using it. So going back to that parenting analogy, it's like I am the mom, right? But sometimes I don't use that authority. Sometimes I let my kids boss me around and they start to act like they're the ones in authority. And I think that's a really good picture for what happens to us sometimes that the enemy just comes along and is loud and whiny, right? Like kids can be loud and, and bossing us around. And then we have to remember, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I have authority. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. 
Like I, I have authority. And so, um, there was this one night where I'm pretty sure it was after, um, I'd ha- experienced this, um, healing prayer. I was home, Brendan wasn't home and I'm in bed and my one daughter starts having a night terror. And I was like, no, like not again. And I feel like, I don't know if you've had those experiences where there's just something in your life. It's like, no, not again. So I got up out of bed and I'm walking down the hall, but I had this moment, like this realization moment where I was like, oh, I have authority. And again, just like that parenting moment where I go, I'm, I'm the mom here. Like I'm going to act like it. So this was a moment where I was like, I have authority. And so I, I paused in the hallway and I just had this moment where I like, I literally snapped my fingers, like kind of like this. Oh no, you didn't like that. That was the moment, the stance I took. And I said, no, you have to go. And that was really this very decisive moment where I recognized the authority that I had through Jesus. And so I told the enemy, like, get lost, fear. You have to get out of here. Like, you must flee in Jesus' name. And so to be honest, I think I was just so mad at that point. Like, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, like, you are out of here. And that was the first time I was really, like, using the authority that I already had. Uh, I don't think we had any night terrors after that. Like, I think... We may have had one or two. Again, I'm trying to be as clear as I can, but also as honest as I can as I share this story. And it's it's been a few years, but that was such a turning point moment for me of growing in this authority. And then what would happen is, let's say Brendan was out of town or he's out for the night and I'm in bed. But when fear would come knocking, I would say, get lost, get out of here. You have to go in Jesus name. And so all of a sudden, my kids are sleeping better and I am sleeping better. The fear has gone. So I don't actually have to use these coping mechanisms, these strategies anymore because the fear is gone. Now, it doesn't mean the fear doesn't try to come back. I think that's one of the things I have learned over these past few years of really walking free is that it doesn't mean um, that the enemy's not going to come back. He's, this is a battle. Um, Ephesians 6 talks about this battle is not against flesh and blood. So it's a battle, but I am not unaware of the battle. I'm also not helpless in the battle. I think for years, really, it was my ignorance that was getting me beat up. Like I was not, I wasn't equipped. I wasn't wearing the armor of God in Ephesians 6. It talks about putting on the armor of God twice in that passage, um, or at least two times that I was just reading the other day. So I really, part of it is, is learning to be equipped. So I started praying in authority. Um, I had experienced freedom in this deliverance prayer. Um, my kids were sleeping better. I was sleeping better. And one thing 
I found is that there would be these nights where when I would feel when I'd feel fear come knocking it almost felt palpable like almost like I could feel something and the pastor on Sunday he was talking about how when he had this experience at his house he was actually carrying around a baseball bat for a number of nights like that's how palpable sometimes fear can feel and I would notice that there would be these nights where I'd feel almost like this extra extra palpable fear that would be the nights that my kids often would have a night terror or a nightmare like I could almost tell when it was going to happen and I would feel paralyzed with dread whereas now I feel like, yeah, the, the fear may come knocking, but I know how to pray. I know how to tell the fear to get lost. And it's one thing I've actually taught my kids as well, even as they're little. And, you know, I think little kids are also very sensitive spiritually. And so they'll tell you about things that they are experiencing connected to darkness. And so I've just said to them, you can say, Jesus says, go away. It's a very simple line um, that my four-year-old, I'll hear my four-year-old reminding my six-year-old, Jesus says, go away. Like that's what we say to those things that are dark um, because they have the Holy Spirit living inside of them, right? I've heard people say like, there's no junior Holy Spirit. They, they actually have authority, so when the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, you have that authority in Jesus' name. So I hope this is helpful for you. I hope this feels equipping. I definitely am not um, an expert when it comes to spiritual warfare. Again, um, Brendan is one who has been um, more you know, trained and experienced in all of those things. Uh, but my hope is that wherever you're at, that you don't have to stay um, stuck in that place of feeling harassed, that you could say, anxiety, you have to go in Jesus' name. Depression, you have to go. Shame, you have to go. Whatever the thing is that is harassing you, that you could tell that thing to go. And I want to say, because again, my hope is to equip you with my experience as well as what I know. And I talk about this a little bit more in um, my book, Tangled, but that confession is incredibly powerful. And sometimes we're like, how, how is this thing kind of getting, I don't know, wrapped up, really tangled around me? And sometimes... It's because we, we actually have kept things inside of us. I know that was the case for me that I had a lot of things inside of me. They weren't necessarily like, ooh, these are the world's worst things. I mean, some of them, again, as I share about in episode 69, um, I was confessing things that one night to Brennan. So things from my past, things that were happening right then, things I really didn't want to say out loud, but there's so much power as we confess those things out loud and really for me one of the things was bitterness and it might not sound like that 
big a deal, but it was this root of bitterness that I held towards Brendan and towards his job. And as I confess that out loud and Brendan sent, he said, that spirit of bitterness, like it has to go in Jesus name. Um, I felt again, I mean, he's sort of palpable. Like I felt probably lighter. And I remember that night in 2017 thinking I had no idea this kind of lightness, this kind of freedom was possible. And that really was the catalyst for my book and course Tangled, that I was paying attention to what were the things that were happening in my heart, in my life, that were making me tangled. And I wanted to stay free. And so I began to pay attention to, um, I call it the, it's like the soil of your heart. And I was paying attention to the weeds that had been planted there by myself, by others, by the enemy. And so this confession and this praying in authority, that was this process of uprooting these weeds. Because often what happens is we, we just see what's going on on the surface of our lives. And we're constantly managing. Like if we think about the anxieties and things, we're just managing those things on a surface level instead of getting to the root and dealing with those things. And so this is one way to identify, hey, like what are, what are things being attached to? What's being connected to this? Is there some stuff that I'm actually letting hang out in the dark in my heart? What are things I'm covering up? I'm hiding. I think are safer. It's better if I don't tell anybody about this. I'm just going to keep this buried down in here. And I've had that. I've had um, just lots of things that I have confessed out loud. And that has brought freedom and healing. And I think if I was going to leave you with one takeaway, as I first started this podcast episode, I or a podcast, I call them these activations. And if I was going to give you an activation or something to take away, it would be go spend some time with God and confess the junk. Just get all the things out, like start speaking that out, get it out. If you can sit with someone that you love and trust and be able to confess to them, it talks about that in James, confessing these things. And when those things pop into your mind, you're like, oh, but not that. That's probably the exact thing that you need to confess. And when Brendan and I talked about our episode um, back in November on pornography, he talks about that because this is the same um, really experience for him experiencing freedom and deliverance from that was he was confessing all these things specifically out loud. There's so much power in our words, but often we believe we're better off and it's safer to keep those things inside when really those things are destroying us from the inside out. And we see the fruit of it in these symptoms. But if we can deal with what's going on, the junk, all the stuff deep inside our heart, if we're willing to be brave and confess. And even if you just 
spend time with God and confess out loud specifically. I'm going to be very clear on that. Get it out. Don't just say it in your mind. Get it out loud. And don't just say, um, don't be vague. Don't use vague words. Be very specific. There's just power in that and you'll feel it because it's actually going to be very hard to say. So you confess those things. I really believe that is a huge step um, in freedom. And so if you sit with somebody else and you confess to them and you together pray and you can pray in authority in Jesus name that he would take all of that stuff away. I like to think about it like it's a dump truck or a garbage truck. Everything that comes out of your mouth lands on that garbage truck and you're just going to bind that whole thing up together in Jesus name. And you're going to send that to the foot of the cross. He's, he's dealt with everything. He's paid the price for everything. So let's not hold things back. And then really what happens is um, there's nowhere... There's nowhere for the darkness to land. If you think about a plane and having a landing strip, once you've confessed everything, once everything's gone, there's nowhere for the enemy to get his hooks in, right? It's only when we participate um, with a variety of um, variety of things, which again, I talk about entangled. I try to make tangled very simple, and manageable yet powerful in this area of freedom. And one of the other surprising things that started to happen um, after we started um, praying in authority and driving out the darkness from our home is that people would be coming over for dinner or they would um, stay for the weekend or a babysitter would come or we'd have all these different people come. Everyone started saying the same thing. They would say to us, your house is so peaceful. I don't, I don't know what it is. Your, your house is just so peaceful. Like again and again, we kept hearing this phrase and I was like, oh, I think it's because we have kicked the darkness to the curb. So we live in a house of peace. And it doesn't mean our kids don't still whine and fight. It doesn't mean we don't still have fights between Brenda and I and other things. But we're living in a house of peace. And so I think for that reason alone, it's really worth it's worth dealing with our own stuff in our own hearts first. And then being beginning to kind of branch outward and be like, where, where else is there some junk lurking here? Where else is there some darkness that needs to go? And you can begin to really grow in this authority you already have in Jesus name. Um, it is incredibly ironic to me, both that I would celebrate 100 episodes of this podcast with a talk um, on spiritual warfare, but also that a girl who cannot watch even the trailer for a scary movie is here telling you about it. So I think, I mean, it makes me feel like God really, really has a sense of humor here. But if you go back and listen to, I think it's episode one, maybe episode two of Ready to Thrive, that's what we started with. 
Like you hear me break down John 10, 10 and, um, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And what that really looks like, I break it down in that episode. So in some ways, it actually is pretty fitting. I feel like though we've had a lot of topics in these 100 episodes, we're landing here right where we started. And my hope is that along the way, you've been encouraged. I hope you've laughed a little bit, learned a few things, but I really hope you've been equipped. Um, That is my heart, that you would be equipped to be able to thrive in this life, that we wouldn't stop at that first part of John 10, 10 about the thief, but we'd hear the rest of what Jesus said, that is, I have come to give you life and that it would be abundant life. And I really do believe that. And so if this is an area for you that you're like, I am so uninformed and ill-equipped here, I just want to say I get that. I completely, I literally plugged my ears for years. The good news is that becoming more informed in this area and growing in this authority um, has actually given me more freedom in so many areas of my life. Being able to sleep deeply has been such a gift. I don't think I really slept for most of my 20s and half of my 30s. So um, I hope it's encouraging for you. I hope you feel equipped. Thank you for listening to Ready to Thrive. I've loved um, sharing this podcast space with you and I trust this episode has helped you move one step closer to thriving. Can I just say thank you for listening? This space has been incredibly encouraging for me this past year. And as I am being deeply encouraged by these conversations, I trust you are as well. And I'm not going to ask you to rate the show or subscribe, but I am going to ask if while you were listening today, a friend popped into your mind and you thought, hmm, I think they could use this encouragement. Can I ask you to share this episode with them, with one person? When I listen to podcasts on my phone, there are three little dots at the bottom right and I click there to share. Also, can I say sometimes I don't share with others as I'm worried about what they'll think of me if they think I'm bugging them by sharing something, but when someone shares something with me, I am never bothered. Often it is the exact thing I needed to hear. So if someone popped into your mind, click those three little dots and share this encouraging conversation with them. And thank you for listening to Ready to Thrive.